Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast. Your boy Kiko Flow, Kiko Cervantes, in la casa, in the house, in the building, here every week for you. So let's talk about this shit real quick. Before that, you know, make sure that you subscribe, hit the like button, share this shit, leave some comments, make this shit engaging, all right? Make it fucking engaging. Okay, right to the topics. I don't like to waste your time. I've been seeing some some celebrities and and even regular people on the street, right? That you you can tell they've done some work on their face, and you know I don't wanna I I, I don't wanna come out here like a hater for people that do this, but to me it is very sad when you see somebody that would have otherwise been very pretty, you know, even while aging, you see them you see them do these operations on their face, man, where like. Fuck, man, it's really sad, you know, to see some of these people, the way they end up. They end up looking like fucking reptiles and shit, like crocodiles uh, in the swamp. You know, I don't understand it. We recently, in the Latin community, Latinx, uh, <laughs> we we had, you know, one of, our, one of our idols, right? One of our sort of stars in the Latin community is Ricky Martin. You know who Ricky Martin is, you know, living like, you know, he made it, he made it okay to live a vida loca. He made it okay, you know, YOLO. That's the, that's the original YOLO, living la vida loca. You know who Ricky Martin is. You know, this guy, you know, is a goddess of a creature and, and you know, like he doesn't need to do any work. You know, this guy is, was already blessed with having a bone structure in his face that makes him look amazing, right? And then there was this interview recently, and I'm just using this as an example to, to dive into the topic. Not that I'm, you know, you know, not that I'm always on top of this type of shit, you know, like don't think I'm like, you know, a fanatic of the, you know, the Hollywood-esque sort of type of, uh, you know, life uh, and shit, like, you know, back in the day, the magazines or anything like that. No, I'm just, you know, but you know, you hear things, right? But I'm just using this example to dive into the conversation. But Ricky Martin was doing this interview and people noticed that he had like his face was more inflated. Like it looked like when you just got work done and doesn't look really right. And it just messes up people's faces. Thankfully for everyone, for all parties involved, he later came out saying that that day he had injected some sort of multivitamin, but that he has not done any work on his face like Botox or anything like that. Uh, and he looked normal. So everybody was like happy, right? That he didn't fuck up. But we all know, and I'm not going to come here to say names because I'm, I don't want to, you know, do something in bad taste and just like, you know, trash people. But we all know different celebrities that you can tell when you see them, you're like, oh, yeah, you fucked up your face. And a lot of these are actresses or artists that you're like, damn, you, you already look good. And you were just going to look, you know, a little wiser as you age, but not bad, you know? Like, you know, I'm, I don't know if you, you could probably tell from here, but I have, you know, on my beard, I'm getting like a bunch of white hairs, which is crazy, man. It makes me, you know, it makes me think about a lot of things. But, you know, I've accepted it, you know, as I age, I will probably look like, you know, like a little silver fox, you know, or more like a little silver squirrel, you know, who knows? But, you know, I'm going to embrace it. Fuck it. I am aging, but I'm becoming wiser, more intelligent, more experienced, motherfucker. And I find it that, like, for example, I'm going to use a good example. Jennifer Aniston. She seems like she keeps aging and getting beautiful. Now, there is one caveat here. I say Jennifer Aniston thinking she hasn't done any work. But 
what if the people that you see that look bad with operations, those are the ones that the operations didn't work right? And then the other ones that you're like, oh my God, they're so beautiful at 50, they got work too, but they got it done right in a way so that they don't look fucked up. That could be the case, you know? It could be that in Hollywood, all the artists that look beautiful, they just always get the work done right. And we don't have access to that type of, uh, you know, uh, medical, you know, medical uh, retouchers of the beauties. You know, maybe the only ones that we can get to are the ones that will fuck up your face. But like, I'm totally scared of that. I will never fucking put work on my face. The only thing I've thought of, and I don't know if this is considered work. Maybe you put in the comments, yeah, Kiko, that is considered work on your face, and you are a fucking hypocrite. You know, fucking challenge me. Let's debate this shit. I get every once in a while some styes in my eyes and when they leave the the sty leaves my eye the fucking demon my eyes sometimes end up with a little bags that i should put like hot you know pads in my eyes and that should um reduce the swelling but you know i don't do it too much so if you notice i have a little bit of what you would call a frog eye an eye of a fucking frog right so I might, you know, there is a small operation where they just cut it, they clean it, and then they take out some, you know, whatever, and then they put it back, and I have perfect eyelids. I don't know if that's considered work. To me, that's just like little basic things. Little, but I'm not even, I'm not even there yet. I'm trying to get, you know, but I'm just saying that is something. But then injecting shit into your face, chemicals and, and shit, like I, I just can't even fathom doing that. I, I just can't. You know, same like with girls that do their ass nowadays, you, that shit is not really, like, like you know, you could say with boobs, we, we got that down, and you know, we know how to put fake boobs and everything's gonna look right, but with asses, we're still figuring it out, man, and those asses don't look right. In general, why would you wanna put things in your body that could fucking hurt your body, you know? Um. But, you know, I, I, want, I want to hear your opinion because I don't want to sound like the fucking old guy that's just talking the mad shit here, like, you know, just insulting people that want to be prettier. I know that there is a social pressure to be prettier, to, to be more, uh, you know, to be more attractive. I get that, but I don't know, like, I think a lot of this is, is having self-love so that you don't need that to be filled, you know, uh, inside. So, you know, leave, leave me your comments. Maybe I'm a hypocrite because I, I want to get my eyelids done. I'm not sure if that's comparable to getting your, you know, your, your fucking face stretched out with a fucking German machine. But, you know, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Engage with this shit, goddammit. Engage. I'm here alone. I've been waiting for engagement. <laughs> Fuck. But, yeah. Who knows? You know, like I said, I have the theory that people in Hollywood that look great, they all have work done in their face, but they just did it right. So, you know, let's see what happens. Um, while we're on this topic, right, of actors getting work done and shit, let's move a little bit into movies, right, into the world of making movies. 
And you know, you guys know if you listen to this podcast, I love watching good movies. I, I talk about them here sometimes, and I recommend good things all the time, documentaries. So you know, you are in the right place if you wanna, you know, have the knowledge of, of what's going out there that that can actually be good if you watch it at home. You know, there's a lot of series that are shit. I don't recommend those. There's a lot of movies that are shit, but the good ones, the ones that really explode in my brain, I I share them with you, and I let you know, I let you know a little bit about them. So today we don't have that happening, but I, you guys do know that I love movies. And one thing that I hate about movies are sad movies for no reason. Meaning you have sometimes certain directors that would make a movie and the movie's really sad and you're just crying. And, and they try to, if like, I don't know if they're like, they're trying to, you know, celebrate themselves. It, so that people think that they're like very good directors and writers because they're making this shit sad as fuck and sentimental. And I think that that is not an achievement. Like, I think it's easy to convey sadness. I think what's hard is to convey comedy, to convey funny, you know, to make something funny, genuinely funny. I think that's really hard. But to make a scene where it's sad or a movie that's just like somebody got cancer and we're looking at the whole process of them getting cancer and dying and leaving kids. Like, I don't know, that's probably a plot in many movies, right? I'm not talking about one specifically, but all these movies about sadness, about somebody getting, there are a few of them that have like an actual deeper message and a happy, uh, like, like there, it is sad, but it leaves like a happy message. But a lot of them are just sad for the sake of being sad. And they and they feel, the people that create these movies, that, that, oh, I'm amazing because I'm making people cry. I think that's easy. I think making people cry is easy, you know? There's so many, there's so many fucked up shit in the world that you just have to put it in the screen and that's going to be sad. Like, life is fucked. And I personally don't like watching movies to be sad. Like, movies, to me, are an escape. For me to imagine a better world. We already live in a world filled with tragedy and fucking illnesses and, and fucked up shit. And, you know, misery. So, we, you know, art is supposed to make you happy. Or, or sometimes it might not be just happiness. It might be a nostalgic feeling. But it's not sadness. It's, it, it, you know, there's, there, in the spectrum of feelings... You have happy on one side and you have sad on the other. And then you have many things in the middle. And those are all valid. I think there's sometimes a movie doesn't have to convey a super happy message. But it could be something in the middle where like it tells you certain lessons that are important, that are hard to swallow. But it also puts it with certain comedy. Like those are mixes that go well. But if you're just giving me sad, to me, you're you're not a good movie maker. You're just giving me the easy shit, you know. You're just making me cry. I mean, and think about it. Like, and people people uh, say this. Like, being a dramatic actor is a lot easier than being a com- a comedic a comedic actor because you know to be funny on screen is a lot harder. You know, it, it takes it takes a lot more skills. And I also feel this way. You know, I feel this way talking. Uh, but I'm not even a fucking actor, right? But I'm here talking with a lot of confidence. Like I know about this shit. But it, it does seem that way that an actor to do dramatic roles. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, there is obviously skills involved, but when you need to do comedy, uh, real comedy, like comedy that strikes well, not fucking goofy shit comedy, which there's a lot of these days as well. But when like actual, like really good, like for example, Norm MacDonald, right? We just had one of the greatest comics, my favorite comic, 
probably uh, passed away recently, Norm MacDonald. And the way that he was able to put jokes um, in, in a way where he wasn't meaning to be smart, but when you get the joke, you you know that he was being really smart about it. If you haven't heard this guy, Norm MacDonald, you need to hear this guy. Just search on YouTube. He has so many videos of him being in late night shows. Of uh, He used to be on SNL, on the news live, news live, where he would like read fake news, you know. And they fired him because he wouldn't stop making jokes about O.J. Simpson back in the in the time when the trial happened and he got acquitted for the murders. But, I mean, this guy is amazing. But what, what, I, what I'm saying is there's people that can make funny in a in a, such an organic way, and that is super hard. Making me sad on a movie that's that's not uh, that's not hard. Sorry. So that's just something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, we have a really good movie coming out very soon, The Matrix. Uh, I think it's called The Matrix Resurrection. So this will be the fourth installment in the series. I still need to watch. I mean, I've watched them in the past, Matrix two and three. But I need to rewatch them. The first one was amazing. I think it's one of the the best movies ever made. The concept of it, and you know, they did this movie around 2000, 1999, 2000, the, the original Matrix, and it was a perfect time where technology was good enough to put in the screen the concept of this movie because you know it, it is a movie that has to do with technology and you're going into this world right if you haven't seen the matrix then what the fuck you know what's wrong with you and you, and you know i don't want to be a dick if you haven't go watch it they were just the first one it's amazing it's one of the best movies that i've ever watched and if i'm not mistaken it was one of the first movies i ever saw in theater i was like 12 years old when that shit came out 20 years ago um you know hence the fucking beard being white and shit you know i would think that what once i had white beard i would have fucking like superpowers like a like a magician or some shit but i have no powers no powers all i have is insecurities uh anxiety and fear so anyways the matrix they had to have a lot of special effects to be able to recreate this world that the matrix is and and the difference between the both you know like the real world the matrix and it was a challenge, but at the time, they had the equipment. So it was a perfect mix. Obviously, I'm pretty sure the new Matrix coming out, you know, 21 years later is going to be fucking insane, you know, when it comes to special effects. So that's even, you know, that makes it even cooler. But, you know, there is something about the late 90s. I mean, in movies, the, the whole 90s was amazing. And the 2000s, the early 2000s, had such great movies like Gladiator, one of my top movies as well. Um, you had, I mean, I can't remember all, all of them right now, but you had so many good movies that came out in those days. Uh, Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker, that was like amazing. And that's like really defined the 2000s, you know, where you had like the 2000s hip hop with Nelly, Ja Rule, and the R&B, you know, uh, Usher, all these people like... That whole thing like brings back like a nostalgic time uh, for me, you know. And I think people that are in my age group will have a lot of memories that happened in the 2000s, right? Like the music from that time, the movies from that time. But they were actually really good. I think today, movies have a lot more special effects, have a lot more flair. But there's no essence there. I don't see the content in, in these movies anymore. 
out of like 10 movies, there's one that's really good. Um, you know, one thing I do like is because you have so many independent companies making movies now, like Netflix does, you know, their own movies. Amazon does their own movies. Hulu makes their own movies. Now you have uh, Apple. You know, they have their own their own streaming service platform. And I, I, I see they're making movies now as well. They're coming out with some movies with big people, we got big actors. So, let, you know, let's see how that goes. But I, I feel like the competition is now bigger. And, and you don't need as big as a production as in the past because technology has made it easier. Cameras are smaller and cheaper. You know, there's people now that, that film with pretty much like a DSLR, I mean, a very expensive one, but it's not a, a studio movie theater fucking camera type shit that costs hundreds and thousands of dollars. You know, with like a camera that costs 50 grand, which is really expensive for me, but for the people that make movies, this makes it so that a super duper big production company in the past you know, was the only one that had the budget to create movies, to have the equipment to do it. And now, you know, a much smaller company, maybe, you know, 10th, the size of, of the bigger one, has enough budget to do it because just the cost of production have gone down, mainly because of the improvement in technology. So, you know, as I look at these movies nowadays, you have a lot of more, more technology in them. You have a lot more special effects, but, you know, where's the quality of the content? You know, I mean, you, you could tell if we look at like the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, I mean, that's always like a meme. But but that's like the best example, right, of, of, of movies that continue to have less and less content when it comes to the actual dialogue and the, and, and the actual meaning of, of the movie and just flashy scenes where they're going from one building to the other on a car. And hey, you know, there's a place in entertainment for that. And I respect people that want to watch that. But, you know, like uh, when it comes to movies that have a lot of essence, like The Matrix, you know, and The Matrix is a box office movie, right? It's like it's a it's a it's a big uh, Hollywood movie that is going to please a lot of the masses. But it also has the essence to please the more indie type followers of movies, right? Like I consider myself to be a more indie follower where I like to watch movies, uh, not because, not by design, but I end up watching movies that are really good and those movies end up not being the most famous ones. Sometimes you have great movies. This happens in all types of art forms, even in music, where you have great popular stuff that's also good and that's appreciated for the people that are a little more deep when it comes to art. But with movies, you can have something like Inception, Interstellar, uh, the Batman movies by Chris Nolan, The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Those are movies that were huge, but that they were also good for people that are looking for essence in movies. And when that happens, it's great. But a lot of times you see movies that don't have both of those things. You have one movie that has a lot of big budget, like Marvel, for example. But I, I feel like they lack sometimes in... In, in some of the essence of the movie, but they have a big budget to make flashy scenes. And then you have other movies that don't have those flashy scenes, but have such good dialogue and such a good storytelling that even with a lower budget, you're able to get more connected to that movie. So, you know, let me know what you think about that. I think those movies um, that we had in the past, and not that long ago, like 20 years ago, we they used to be better. But let me know what you think. And if you have seen movies recently that you felt really captivated you and made you want to fucking, I don't know, 
inspire you to be something bigger? Let me know. Put it in the comments. I would like to watch it and maybe talk about it, you know? Let's engage, goddammit. Let's fucking engage. All right. Enough about that topic. Uh, while we're in this world of movies, I wanted to move to a different type of movies, right? Porno movies. And recently I was watching, a, it was like a documentary of Mafia. And, you know, they were, they were talking about how in New York you had these porno theaters. Well, I mean, not only in New York, in, you know, this thing is everywhere, I guess, in the world. But to me, this concept is so weird, right? I don't, I don't know if they, these things exist today, but, you know, like it was a theater that you would go to watch porn and then people would fucking jerk off there. I mean, I would assume it's just guys going there because I wouldn't see a girl going to a fucking place like that. But to me, that concept is so insane, right? I mean, I guess if we want to play the devil's advocate, back when they had these things, you know, there was like no internet for you to watch porn there. I guess you could buy the movies. Nah, fuck it. No devil's advocate. There's no justification. You could buy the movie, go home and jerk off at your house. You don't have to go to the fucking theater I just don't understand how the fuck this even became a thing, right? Because they have a thing where it's like the peep show, right? Where you go into the show where there's girls naked and you see them. And I get, even though I'm not a connoisseur of this type of uh, entertainment, I can see how somebody might like that and, and, and you're watching a live person. Okay, but if you're watching porn, right, which is video recorded already, you could just watch that at your house in the privacy of your home and not be a fucking piece of shit comeback. I don't know. Uh, I know this is a weird topic, but I recently saw this and I was like, that's crazy that that existed. It maybe does exist today as well. I mean, you know, I'm glad I don't know if they exist because this is a really weird concept. But, you know, imagine owning a place like that. Like, you know, in a movie theater, right, you have to worry about fucking cleaning popcorn and sweets that fell in the floor after each function, right? And it's got to be a fucking annoying task. But, you know, you do it because you want the people that go into the theater to have a fucking amazing experience. And I say theater because that's how I learned it. But if you come from England, it might be the theater. The theater. When you go over the theater, right, you have to clean the popcorn or whatever they call popcorn in England. But if you have a porno theater... What's the cleanup like after every function? I mean, that's got to be disgusting. And, you know, for like sperm is not the easiest substance to clean, you know. And I would assume that in these porno theaters, given the, say, morality of the whole business uh, structure, I don't think they're, they're, they're too worried about being a hygienic place, right? So maybe they don't even clean after each function. Maybe this is just a fucking trash kind of semen. And I just, I can't th for the life of me think of how the fuck this came up about, you know? But anyways, let me know what you think. Let me know if you've fucking gone to a porno theater. Maybe you're like, hey, Kiko, you know what? I think you're judging us in the wrong way. And I understand that you have these taboos in your head, but it's perfectly normal for, you know, uh, 
friends to go to a porno theater and, and just enjoy a nice porno flick, you know? I think that you being, you know, you're a little conservative, Kiko. I think you're being a little fucking judgmental with uh, porno theater connoisseurs, maybe. But I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear your argument because if you don't give me the argument, then I, you know, there's no way for me to change my mind. I'm always open, though, to change my mind if you bring me the fucking substance, if you bring me the, the evidence, you know? So let me know what you think. I think it's a fucking weird-ass concept. Uh, but, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about that. Uh, so, you know, while we're here, I, sometimes, I, sometimes I do this on the episodes, but sometimes I think I don't do it enough. I want to thank all of you for tuning in and, and watching this podcast. Don't worry, we're not done yet. But really thank you for for uh, tuning in, for tuning in the in the Spotify and the iTunes uh, you know, the other day I was checking the statistics on the Spotify and the iTunes, and it really amazed me the different parts of the world where this uh, is being listened from. And it's incredible how technology has made it so that people can listen to, to this type of things everywhere, you know. I myself listen to different podcasts from people all over the world, and this is not something that was possible in the in the past, so... I'm really thankful for everybody that listens. If you listen to this on the audio version, Spotify or iTunes, uh, you know, you don't see my face. But, you know, always, if you can, try to subscribe on the YouTube just so that you can support me there. Even if you watch it on the Spotify. And if you watch this on YouTube, follow me on Spotify and iTunes, even if you don't listen to it there. Leave a review on the Apple uh, review system, you know, because that actually helps on the algorithm. But, you know, enough of that shit. Um... I was uh, I wanted to speak a little bit about fast food because fast food is, you know, it, it is a topic that really fascinates me. And later on today, I'm gonna go eat at Popeyes Chicken here in Spain. They actually up open Popeyes Chicken, and I gotta say, there's certain American chains that open in Spain that in many cases are like a lesser version of the American Big Brother, right? So. For example, they opened Taco Bell here. I'm a big connoisseur of Taco Bell. And even though it satisfies me enough because it is a Taco Bell that I love, it doesn't have all the menu options that you would get in the U.S. When it comes to Popeyes, the Popeyes here, and the Popeyes is how they call it, uh, but it, you know, in Spain they call it Popeyes, right? So Popeyes, right, here in Spain is actually a lot better than the one in the U.S., which... It's weird because normally it's the other way around. Normally the chains, like I said, when they come to Spain, they're worse than the American counterpart. But here I feel like like Popeyes, Popeyes, is actually better. And I'm going to go eat there today. And one thing that I love about Popeyes, in comparison to KFC, is KFC is super greasy. And they try to give you the, the, the flavor only on the grease. At this stage of my life, you've seen the fucking white hairs. You know, I got to take care of my body, man. If I eat KFC, I'm dying. I'm, I'm literally dying. My stomach is fucked for like days. When I go to Popeye's, you still get the grease, but there's a lot more flavor, more tenderness on the chicken. And guess what? You feel the quality is better. And I don't feel like shit after. I actually feel energized like, like Popeye's, right? Like I feel stronger because I've gotten all this protein. Sure, does it have grease? Yes, but that's just like the keto diet. You know, that's not going to be bad for you. That's going to help you with the cholesterol levels. 
I want to know what my listeners prefer to eat when they go to fast food. I know some of you have a lot of money and you know, you're in different levels. You go to restaurants, right? You probably go to Wynwood in Miami or on some shit in LA that costs a thousand bucks for you and your girlfriend. You know, like the cook that we had the other day, he likes to go and eat in fucking restaurants that cost a thousand bucks. You know, some of the friends might be in New York and they're like, yo, Kiko, I only like to go to the skyscrapers fucking restaurants to eat. So I don't know about fast food anymore. Some people might be here in Spain and they're like, yo, I only go to Michelin star restaurants because that's the type of level that I am. I get that. But I still go to fast food places because, well, for one, I have a problem when it comes to my weight. And second, because I still feel like I'm part of the people. I've always been part of the people. You know, this podcast is for the people, by the people. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to say that I'm more or less. No. And I know some of you are more because, you know, you guys you guys got money. I get it. But when you do go to the fucking fast food restaurant, which one do you choose? I want to know. And give me the reason. For example, bro, I go to Burger King because they got... The, the little Tostitos or Doritos chicken. Bro, I go to Wendy's because they got the spicy chicken nuggets. So tell me which one you like. Give me the reason. And we might talk about this on the next episode if enough people reply so that I can get together a fast food restaurant podcast, which I think we haven't had in a while. And it's very important to go uh, over those topics. Okay. Thank you for tuning in today. Let me know what you think again on the comments. Subscribe. Share this shit. And take care. Love you. Peace.